Just some podcast media. The thoughts and opinions expressed on Buried Pleasures are those of the host and the guests and do not represent any views of any organizations that we may volunteer for or be employed by. Listeners should be aware that there may, most likely, be profanity and discussions on topics that may require a little discretion. You have been warned. I came from the mud. There's dirt on my hands. Strong like a tree. There's roots where I stand. Oh, I Welcome, welcome to another episode of Berry Pleasures. I'm your hostess, Polly and Amazing. Tonight, we're going to talk a lot about the pleasure of birth control. <laughs> is there pleasure in birth control? No, actually, the topic tonight is who is responsible to pay for birth control? And I brought my really good friend from, oh my gosh, you guys renamed your show and I just almost said the old name. <laughs> <laughs> not a real court <laughs> not a real court okay so you're talking go ahead and introduce yourself sir please hi i'm damone or demoney whatever you want to call me just not late for dinner i'm the host of not a real court also one of the owners of t13 media we do like a lot of content creation like podcasts youtube shows all that sorts of fun stuff yeah you guys are a fun bunch i love being on not a court Jeez. no your guys show is great because you do debating you debate and you do the most fun contests i love that we talk about what are you the last show when i was on was breakfast foods uh yeah you have nice championship of breakfast foods is fantastic (laughs) and also talking about what we talk about x-men and the x-men versus justice league justice league i almost said legion yeah right (laughs) but those are good i mean like it's such a super fun thing so i thought okay there's a lot of stuff going on right now with birth control and with the sexuality health and wellness genre that i live in i can bring you over and we can talk from a male perspective and a female uh, perspective and you're not a medical provider outside you do other jobs you do media stuff right (laughs) (laughs) my non media stuff is not (laughs) medical. (laughs) Right. So I wanted a real live guy who, Damone, you have how many kids? I have triplets. I have three. Oh, gee, you had them all at the same time. Okay. And so (laughs) you do have a partner, you have a wife that like she takes care of everything else and you just, you podcast and stuff right now. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) If you ask her, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, I understand. I get, I get accused of trying to go run off and podcast and talk to other people all the time. (laughs) You know what? It's so much more fun than life, right? To podcast and talk about cool stuff like birth control. So the history of birth control, I mean, birth control has been out for several years and we know this since the 50s what i wanted to talk with you about because we're going to do this you know not a court style we're going to debate we're going to talk like what are good reasons why one person should be responsible over something like birth control and we talk about pleasure on on buried pleasures because that's what i like to talk about and sex is a pleasure right we all enjoy well, most people do. I won't say we all. Most people enjoy a nice, healthy sexual relationship with their partner, whether you're monogamous, non-monogamous, however it goes. Birth control is a huge part of, hey, is this a fun night with, you know, just doing sex stuff or are we going to be committed forever and raise a child together? Right. These are <laughs> huge big things. And, you know, it really makes me think there's a condom commercial out there 
And I don't know, like I, I know I've seen it on TikTok or whatever. I can't remember where I've seen it, but there's a kid that's just running through the house, knocking stuff over and throwing food and doing all the terrible things. And then it's like, it's a condom commercial, right? It's Durex. It's either Durex it's, or Trojan. I, you're, it's Durex. It's Durex. Absolutely. So like, how smart is that <laughs> in itself? <laughs> because for a guy... You don't have to go get a medical exam to go get a condom, right? Like you just show up at the store and you get it. There is some statistical information out there that there are like 68% of women that were polled in this Indiana University uh, study that they did. 68% said it's totally the male's job to get condoms. Absolutely. 100%. That I mean, 68% of those 100% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> When you think of in the lines of just condoms, like the thing that you know that it has a pretty good rating for not getting girls pregnant. And also there's some protection there from some STDs, not all of them are STI. Right. Sorry, I'm old school. Yeah, there used to be sexually transmitted diseases. Now they're sexually transmitted infections. Yeah, when I was in school, it was, S well, up until like my senior year of high school, uh -huh. it was STD and then they changed it to STI. Gotcha. So when you did your, when you did that, you know, those classes, those health like things. Health, yeah. yeah. Did they tell you that abstinence was 100% the best way to go? Or did they really talk to you about different ways that you can, you could be safe? I went to, I went to a pretty, how do I put this? Ghetto school. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they talked about abstinence, but like they didn't really push it right. because there were kids, people who already had kids in like, by high school and like they knew there were like most of the kids weren't gonna practice abstinence so like they talked about it but they didn't really like push it like it wasn't like a abstinence abstinence but i remember they handed out like free condoms like after school it was either like a group or something like came to like the school and like they were handing out condoms to kids like as we were like getting on our buses and stuff <laughs> For me, I think that that would be like the most funny and uncomfortable thing at the same time, because you've got these people who are trying to teach you these things, but they really don't talk to you about what sexuality really truly is. They just teach you the mechanical parts and how to like stop it. Like, right. right. But they don't talk to you about how condoms don't stop herpes simplex virus, right? Because it's skin to skin contact. There are a couple other things that skin to skin contact that condoms yeah for a long time we've learned that condoms were a good thing and they are and i'm not saying that they're not but there are some like other things that you can still get with using condoms and we don't think about that often but in your experience as a gentleman because i know you are <laughs> such a gentleman past the free condoms are you the guy who showed up for a date with condoms on you or did you just automatically say it's her problem what's up <laughs> so, so i'll be honest when i was dating there were definitely people who like the like the people i had sex with were people i was in a relationship with sure. so i'll be honest there were definitely times where i didn't use protection at all mm -hmm. because and I was more, and when I did, it was more, I was less worried, I guess, about pregnancy. And I was more worried about getting an STI. Sure. Sure. I get so it. So for <laughs> like, for me, it was less about the pregnancy aspect or about the getting yeah. someone pregnant. And it was more about like making sure I don't get like 
AIDS or right. anything like that. And I think like from the female perspective of that, I definitely 100% was petrified that I would ever get pregnant, right? Like I had my first child when I was 23 years old. I thought I was super young, right? But just like you said, I grew up in an impoverished place too. And girls in my sixth grade class were pregnant, right? Back then, nobody really pushed women's health or, you know, really made it like now they have, they might have a really good friend. My friend Sunshine goes out to homes and visits new moms to make sure that they're doing okay with their babies, right? That's something that it's a fantastic thing to do because not everybody's a nurse practitioner, right? To most people, some things are common sense things, but not everybody has that same level of mentality. So some people just don't know. And, you know, if you're not looking at social media and you're not watching television and you live out in the middle of nowhere and you don't have the opportunities that other people have for information, you're kind of stuck with whatever it is that your mom or your grandma or your aunts told you or whoever, you know, I will say for myself, hundred percent, never thought in a million years that I was ever going to get an STD, right? Or STI never thought about it because I came from a place where you know, again, just like you, you're in a, you're in a monogamous relationship, right? That's, well, that's what you tell yourself anyway. <laughs> yeah. When you're, just- yeah. As monogamous as you can be at 16 or whatever, you know, <laughs> like, like guys aren't sleeping with other girls whenever you're dating in high school and vice versa. Girls aren't sleeping with other guys. You know, we're all just together always, right? <laughs> right. Never break up or anything. Right. You never break up. But also I, I saw girls who had babies in high school, that's a wake up call right there. It happened every year that I was in school. Somebody got pregnant every year. Knock on wood. Thank God it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, I mean, my mom would have, I'm sure just like every other mom tried to help me as much as she could if that happened, but that was just not, not what you do. You're not supposed to do that. Right. And I think I changed how I taught my kids based on that. But for my daughters, and I've talked about this on the show before, abstinence in this area that we live in, abstinence is absolutely the number one way that you should never, you know, you should never have sex. It's just a little bit backwards to me in that fact. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I, I feel like that's an unrealistic expectation. Like, yes, there are some people who are abstinent until they're married. Right. But like, I feel like that's a really low percentage of the population. So Mm -hmm. to use that as the primary thing, because then you're not teaching someone what happens if you do have sex. Right. You don't know like how to protect yourself because all you've been taught is don't have sex at all. Right. Right. And so it's smart. So and one of the conversations we don't have with high school kids is, yeah, who is responsible for it? So in my mind, I think because I am a very strong and independent female, I am. Who knew? (laughs) I would think that regardless, I was on birth control since I was a teenager. Right. I always on the pill. But also my sister got pregnant when she was 16. So she wanted to get married. So that was a thing. And so my parents were like, whatever you do, don't do that. Right. (laughs) Like, just don't do it, please. This is enough. 
again, I was like you, I had relationships, right? Like relationships, people that I had known or, you know, had been with for forever. Now, do I know for a fact that, see, that's just the naivete of a a female thought when you're 16. He loves me and only me and he's never going to sleep with anybody else, right? That's not always the way it is, though. So when we're teaching about birth control, I think that that would be a great addition to if you both are feeling responsible, that's probably the perfect scenario. But does that ever happen again? If women are not buying condoms, then you're relying on any of the other, you know, like you can have birth control pills, you IUD, whatever you know, whatever apparatus that you choose to use, female condoms for that matter. But I don't think that I've ever, you know, been the girl that bought a box of condoms and left them in the dresser for people come over and visit, right? Like, that's just not a thing. I think that's kind of for me, and this is a personal thing, it's like admitting that you're really (laughs) slutty if you're the girl who has a drawer full of condoms, right? (laughs) So... But it's not it's not slutty for a guy to have a drawer full of condoms. Right. Yeah, right? there is like a double standard there. Totally. So I, I also know in like college, we could go downstairs if we really wanted to. And then we could be like to the RA, be like, hey, can I get condoms? And they would just hand them to you. Right. So like and like I know my roommate had like a whole drawer full <laughs> of condoms. There is that stigma, especially with like women, like if you have a if a guy has a bunch of condoms or a condom in his wallet, he's a player. Right. He's that guy. But if a girl does it, she must be like a whore. Right. Exactly. So if we're going past condoms and we're talking about birth control pills or an IUD or something to that nature, that's an expense, right? You have right. to go see a doctor or a nurse practitioner or, you know, who a medical provider. You have to have an exam. By the way, if you've never had a speculum exam, <laughs> do you think going to the dentist is terrible? <laughs> it's next level. I mean, it's, a, it's like it's your personal space and somebody's violating it with something that is just not comfortable at all. And then you have the side effects from those things. Birth control pills, you vomit, you can gain weight. That's a big one for girls. Girls don't like to gain weight, just to throw that out there. Generally speaking, you're taking a an actual drug to keep you from being pregnant. That also messes with your body physically. And then, oh yeah, by the way, you add an IUD. Um, People are allergic to metal. People can have, you can have tears in your uterus. I mean, there are some really terrible things. Not that I'm saying that IUDs are the worst thing ever. They're not. They're wonderful. They work for a lot of people. I probably have, oh my gosh, I have so many people that I know that you have IUDs because again, they're, it's a put it in there. Don't worry about it. You won't get pregnant. But does it stop STDs or STIs? No, it doesn't. So these are the things you have to think about as I demand. We don't have to think about any of that. We're stuck at home with, with no, <laughs> that monogamy thing gets you sometimes, but no, you don't have to worry about that. Sometimes it's really nice to have a monogamous relationship where True. you're not worried. You don't have to worry. Right. Or at least we always theoretically. Think yeah. Right. I don't want right. to cast no dispersions on your wife. I'm sure she's a lovely lady and you have triplets and you should treat her like the goddess that she is. Jeez. I'm just thinking about how having one baby in there was just terrible. Three at a time. Fish. And then, oh, okay. See, I have much respect for you, Demona. So I don't want you to come on my show because again, you have a, like, think about, 
where you were in your in your college years and your thoughts about it. And now that you have those three children, like where are you at in thoughts of what they're boys, right? Your triplets are they're boys. Girls. They're all oh, they're girls. girls. Oh, I thought you had yeah. boys. I'm so sorry. No, they're all girls. No, you're okay. So you have all these girls. What are you going to teach your girls? Are you going to leave it up to your wife to teach them? No, I think, well, I think it would be like both of us teaching them. Yeah. So I would. Because you know what I, boys I, want. My, <laughs> my thought process is to teach them like sex is a thing. Like it's, if you are going to have sex, protect yourself. Well, obviously if you guys, if they want to be on birth control, they can, it's their choice. It's their body. But if you are going to have sex, make sure the person you're having sex with has protection. You should also have protection just to be safe. I think it's both person's responsibilities. It's kind of one of those, like, yes, you hope the guy, if you're the girl, you hope the guy has it. And if you're the guy, you hope the girl has protecting yourself, but you should also have that fail safe and protect mm-hmm. yourself as well. And also like, it can't hurt to have the IUD and, or have her on the pill and be wearing a condom. It's double the protection. Right. It, like it's not going to hurt or anything. It's not right. going to ruin anything. Right. It's better than not using protection, getting pregnant when you don't want to, or, mm-hmm. or with someone you don't want to have a baby with, or getting some sort of disease because you assume the other person was clean or didn't have anything, or you assume that the other person would have protection. Right. I'm looking forward to the day that we have like your whole health history comes up, like, you know, like, What's it called? Black Mirror stuff. <laughs> Where you can just look at their whole health history. No, I'm out, dude. No, I'm sorry. It says right here in 2020, you did this. And no, that's a game changer for me, honey. No. <laughs> it just pops up like the Terminator. Yes, that's exactly what I'm waiting on. I mean, with all this AI stuff and all the cool <laughs> stuff that they're coming up with, I don't see why not. But So going back to the cost, right? The cost of who pays for this. So if you're in a relationship with somebody and the female says, okay, I'll go get on birth control. I know that you're going to be monogamous to me. (laughs) Yeah. And so I just, I've been married three times. It's a a thing. (laughs) So you, like the girl has to go see the doctor, right? You have to go have the exam. You have to go monthly to buy your, or pick up your pills from the the pharmacy. That's an expensive, like if you think about it. So the placement of an IUD, like is probably around $1,300, $1,500, depending on where you are. Birth control can be like, even if you have insurance can still cost you. So anywhere from like around $600 a year, like $50 a month, depending yeah, on your insurance right. again. Right. If you have a copay, you right. have to pay that. Right. Right. So you have all of these things when it's the girl's job to do it, right? Like that's one of the things where I, I have to stop and think. And I've seen a couple of articles lately where, you know, when a guy and girl get into this relationship and say, you've been dating for a year and you want to move in together. Well, you get an IUD, do you share the cost of it? And then whenever you move out or you break up, do you pay him back, (laughs) right? Like, how does that work? (laughs) How is that going to ever work? I feel like it's one of those things where if you're in a committed relationship, 
it should probably be a split cost. It should be you both pay for it. But if you break up, it's just it's just you. It's part of yeah. It's like renting a hotel room, right? right? <laughs> yeah, like you. Right. Yeah, like it's kind of like if a girl gets like a, a breast implant and you pay for half of them and you break up, you can't like ask for a <laughs> refund. You can't take them out or get take them back. Like it's just it's part of. It's, right. It's sunken costs. You just gotta <laughs> and move on. No, I'm taking them back. I'm taking them back. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of those, like it becomes an expense. Not that condoms are, you know, they aren't without costs. I you can get condoms more readily, you know, through the health department and that sort of thing. But there are a lot of places that just don't do that. There's a lot of places, like you said, you lived in inner city. I lived in rural nowhere. You don't just walk down the street and go to Planned Parenthood to pick up your morning after pill or your, you know, whatever. It doesn't work that way. I live in the rural area now. And yeah, yeah like, right. I, yeah, like my wife has to go, goes to her gynecologist in the city, which mm-hmm. is like an hour drive. It's not an e- like a quick, like, oh, just go, sure. go to the doctor whenever right. you want, you need to. It's, got to so, make a trip of it. Right. And so those are considerations whenever the conversation about who pays for contraception, it seems like, and this is not a man versus woman thing, but it seems like women are on the hook for making sure that things get done. Right. Or, and then you can talk about sterilization procedures, right? When a woman has a tubal ligation or hysterectomies, those are major surgeries, right? That's big time. When a guy gets a vasectomy, it's a little teeny cut in your testicle, and then they cut your vas deferens and burn it. You don't open up your entire abdomen. I'm just not salty about it at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying like the cost for a vasectomy versus the, an open tubal ligation or, you know, like even a lap tubal ligation, it's a pretty tough thing. And a lot of times when they do, like when you have a baby for females, you go back in after you've had the baby, you go back in to have your tubal ligation done. These are major big surgeries. They can cause you scar tissue. They can cause you to have problems forever. Not to say that you can't have a botched vasectomy. That can happen. But the risk for females is exponentially higher. It's such a funny thing to be talking about this, especially with you. I'm sure you're just like, oh my gosh, what'd this girl get me into today? (laughs) 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 But I knew you would have a, like you have an open mind and you don't have a medical, like that's the, what I'm looking for is like a real honest opinion from a man who has triplets for God's sakes. (laughs) Contraception is probably a big deal in your house in this moment. (laughs) Well, I also have kind of a unique perspective. So, so I have, what's it called, azospermia. So I actually am infertile. Okay. So when we to have the girls, we ended up using a donor. Gotcha. So she still uses birth control, uh-huh. mostly to just in, just in case if something were like a miracle were to happen. Right. I gotcha. Or, and also to deal with her period so that sure. she doesn't get yeah. her period right. while she has an IUD. So that's we so i kind of have like a unique perspective when it gotcha. comes to that so like Man, we, thanks for, for sharing most, that no you're fine it's really cool thank uh, you you're welcome so we for the we don't really use condoms sure because i'm not like we are monogamous and i'm not worried about getting her pregnant right but 
I will say looking back before I knew that, because before we knew that I was sterile, mm-hmm. we, that we did, weren't using condoms. And like I said, in previous relationships, I didn't always use them. It wasn't the smartest thing because if I wasn't sterile, I definitely might've had a kid earlier yeah. or I could have definitely caught something. Gotcha. Right. But you don't think like when you're a teenager, though, I mean, honestly, you don't think about those kinds of things. Now, honestly, for me, the pregnancy thing was 100 percent because I just was not going to get any other thing. I knew it. What a dumb thing. What like literally what a dumb thing to think. Right. Right. Just because I lived in rural America. Yeah. I was not going to get anything because only city people get stuff like that. You know, (laughs) girls who don't go to church, girls who don't have sex when they're 16. You know what I mean? Like. Hmm. Anyway, I think that it's a such a good topic. You totally need to do this on your show now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's responsible? I'd love to hear. Like I, that's what we have to do. I have to like poll Mike and Kenny and say, "Hey, what do you guys think?" But <laughs> because it is really, it's different. Like you were saying, right. it's different. It's a different thought. You weren't thinking about the pregnancy part, right, at all. Right. I wasn't thinking about the STI part at all because, well, probably number one, because I didn't really know because I came from a very religious home where we did not talk about those things. You didn't do them. You don't have sex until you're married. Magically, you just wake up one day and you know everything about sex stuff. (laughs) You're married, you just know everything. Yeah, right. Yeah. And or you hear the terrible stories from girls who are just a few years older than you that got married that are like, oh, my God, this is torture. It's the worst thing ever because there's no pleasure in the sexual part because they didn't know about it. Right. Right. That's kind of a sad, terrible way to have to live your life, which I think we live in such a better time. I say it's a nice time right now. It's not really that nice, but it's better for some things. The fact yeah. that I, I feel like my kids can come and talk to me about that kind of thing is really, that's probably one of the best things. But I always okay. tell, I tell my kids to make sure that they have their own stuff with them, like contraception, whatever, like figure it out. But do know that again, condoms don't always stop everything. I also think the internet helps too now because mm-hmm. now like, that information is way more re- reasonably accessible. Mm-hmm. So like you can just Google like STIs right. or like what happens if you do this and like you can Google those sorts of things right. as opposed to like in the eight, the nineties and like before that, before the right. internet, <laughs> you, you had to, someone had to tell you. Right. Right. Or, before. Or go to the library and I don't right. know any kids that are going to the library to look up like sex, sex education right oh my god could you imagine we probably didn't have those books no we probably did I don't they, know they might have, <laughs> well, I'm just saying like somewhere. you're so right because again the so I got my first email address in 1991 when I was a freshman at University of Kentucky and so <laughs> we had the brother printer what are they the word processors we didn't even have you know like We were were a step up from typewriters because it had a little screen about this big (laughs) and you could type on there and it printed it out. It was so cool. It was so much better than a typewriter. I don't know why we loved that. But anyway, yeah. So the Internet has helped tremendously with in some positive and negative ways. True. But also whenever you have like definitely have I ever seen patients that will come in and say, oh, I think I like I have a sore on my penis. My penis is kind of sore, <laughs> right? 
and they could have they zipped themselves up in their you know pants but then you have to do the whole cascade of okay who have you been with like this could be a herpes lesion it could be a syphilis lesion syphilis is really big in the ohio area where i'm living currently we treat that a lot here and there's so many antibiotic resistant gonorrheas. I mean, like there's definitely antibiotic resistance to a lot of these STIs and it's scary business. So in terms of who's paying for contraception first and foremost, know your partner and, and trust them. I mean, I'm all about having wild, crazy, like just run into somebody's sex. It sounds really great. It's great to read in a book or whatever, but also you should be like, you got to think about it, dude. You like, I'm not saying dude to you, but (laughs) you got to think about what you're doing if you're just going to be jumping in and out. And again, if you're in a polyamorous relationship or you're a swinger or whatever, like most of the swinger couples that I've ever had on the show or that I talked to in my teaching, they are people who like, if you don't show your recent results from your STD report or STI reports, you're not having sex with them. It's not going to happen. So as long as we can have a good conversation about it and really talk about it. And if you are in a relationship now and you feel like you're being slighted because you're paying, if you're the female and you're paying for all the birth control, talk to your partner about it, like be real and figure out a plan because the better you communicate about these things, the better your relationship is. And, you know, don't make it just about you. Make it about both of you or right, all five of you, however it goes. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're having sex with it. Right. Right. Just make it like make it a conversation because in in the long run, everybody's happy because you're setting up boundaries and nobody's going to get their feelings hurt when pregnancy does occur or, you know, an STI occurs, people have to be accountable for their actions and it's important. So Damone, you say that both people are responsible for yes. birth control. Both people are responsible. I'll agree with that. But also remember this, you are the only one responsible for you. So get True. your shit together, right? right. <laughs> yeah. Make sure, sure. Even if, if the you hope the person you're with is being responsible too, but cover yourself. Cover yourself. Don't, don't assume. Facts. Facts. Damone, it's so nice to have you on my show. Can you tell the folks out there all about where they can find you? You can find me personally at on Twitter and TikTok at dumbmoneyt13. That's D A M. O-N-E-Y-T, the number one and number three. And all but all the shows I'm on, you can find all of that at T13 Media. So T, the number one, three spelled out, media.com. Nice. And you want to do a shout out for all your fellas on your on your not a quarter. Oh, yeah. So you can part. yeah, you can <laughs> so Kenny's show is well his so he has the bad guy spoken he has unbiased which is a rest or football show he also has hood movie reviews i can't sing so i'm gonna try (laughs) 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 and then we also have geek in the sheets that mike hosts which is like geek stuff so like horror and comics and anime and video games all that stuff where they review those sorts of things and like news and all that stuff and all that stuff again you can find at t13media.com awesome 
Awesome. It's a pleasure having you here. And just so everybody remembers, I am Pollyanna Maisie. You can find me at BarryPleasures.com, BarryPleasures on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all of them. Find me, listen to me. Thank you. <laughs> and remember, be smart about your contraception, everybody. All right. Thanks, Simone. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye.